0: And ears podcast Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're going to be covering our favorite attractions at the Magic Kingdom. Plus, we're going to be hearing from some other Disney podcasters and YouTubers what their favorite attractions are as well. Woohoo! But first, let's cover the Disney News of the Week. So Disney had their shareholders meeting this past week. And one interesting comment that came out of it was that Bob Chapek, he was being asked about a lot of the the different projects in the parks that have been put on hold. So, you know, there's supposed to be a Mary Poppins attraction at Epcot. There's supposed to be a, a Spaceship Earth kind of overhaul. There was talk of an Avengers Quinjet attraction over at the Avengers campus in Disneyland. And he was asked about those when we could potentially see those come back. Uh, and he talked about how you know he was excited for those projects, but they had to be put on hold. And he mentioned, uh, quote, Those are projects that we've got in a holding pattern right now as our cash situation becomes a bit more robust and a little bit back to normal in terms of our liquidity. We look forward to hopefully refunding those projects in the future. That doesn't sound great. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So that does not sound very promising for a lot of these projects. And now the Mary Poppins attraction, I don't know really what that was. I think that was pretty... Early on, canceled, but the Quinjet was supposed to be this big e-ticket attraction that Disney was really excited about. And to kind of hear that's just like on hold indefinitely, it does not sound promising.
1: I feel like this is just placing a very interesting priority on things. You know, I I would think that the parks would be high up on the list of priority as they have you know continuously raised the prices. You know, it seems like lately they they've been full. You know, at Disney they've been full, so you would think that he's referencing you know that there's been issues like financial issues things haven't been he he said you know uh cast situation gets a little more robust so i don't really know exactly what it is that he's referencing there but i I don't know it just seems like he's reaching to try to say that he's canceling these projects for now
0: yeah it is interesting because as you mentioned the parks do seem to be doing better you know they they did announce you know it's kind of part of this that the parks basically have like doubled their profit from last year. Now obviously it was, you know, down because it was in a pandemic, but it does seem that they are profitable again. But yeah, he's mentioning the cash flow situation and I think what that is kind of alluding to if I'm reading the tea leaves here is that they are funneling money into streaming, which we kind of already know Disney Plus is a huge priority, but developing that content takes a lot of money. Like I looked up Netflix is spending 13 billion dollars a year on content. For Disney, they're obviously not going to be at that level because Netflix is huge. That's all they do is streaming. But it's going to take billions and billions of dollars to develop this content. I mean, the fact that they are releasing movies for free, like Turning Red and then some of these other Pixar movies that they spent, you know, a hundred plus million dollars developing, that's a huge chunk of money that they're not, you know, getting back that they would typically get back through uh, ticket sales at a theater. So I think this is kind of. Again, showing that you know while the parks may be doing better in terms of people coming and spending, that they are funneling a lot of that money away to original content, and I think it could potentially yeah, be a drag on some of the other areas of the company. That maybe they don't update the parks; they kind of get neglected for the next five years as they're kind of ramping up Disney Plus spending.
1: Just sitting here thinking about this, I I guess it. We've been kind of complaining and saying how they keep raising the price of the parks and we we kind of are saying how that they are kind of putting a disney trip out of the ability of a lot of american like a lot of families because the the cost is so high if you have kids and things like that. So if you think about it in terms of okay well if they put the money into streaming that's something people can enjoy more and more often and more people can afford it in that respect i guess i have to say that maybe that it's a good thing because it's more accessible to everyone
0: no that is true i mean that, that's a good counterpoint i think they just run the risk of walking that fine line of not having anything new in the parks right. and then people don't want to go to the parks anymore then if that starts falling where are you going to get money from yeah. you know in, in other areas of the company right so,
1: Also, when we were talking about this, you just mentioned Turning Red, which uh, started streaming last Friday. And if you haven't watched it yet, go and do it right now. It was fantastic. Again, thematically, very on point, very similar to Encanto thematically. Really exciting, really different. The way that it was shot was very different. Kind of had some anime style in there. Very, very cool. We really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, definitely a great movie. Go and check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Keeping with the parks, though, so we are getting some movement on the new attractions uh, coming to Walt Disney World. So Disney released pictures from inside Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind in the queue and the loading area, which they seem pretty much complete. So I think that's a good sign for this, you know, rumored Memorial Day weekend opening date that they are kind of on track for that. And maybe we even see some testing of that sooner because it does seem like, they're kind of rapidly getting that completed. And there's also a lot of movement going on in Tron now. So I believe the canopy outside the attraction is done, if not almost done. But they have uh, the ride vehicles on the track. Now, they're going to be beginning the push pull testing of pushing those ride vehicles through the track. So it seems like Tron is starting to pick back up. So hopefully we get uh, Tron here at some point later this year. And then over at DCA, over in Disneyland, they're having their food and wine festival. And I just wanted to bring this up because Angela, I know you always like talking about the food items. Um, Absolutely. So they are having a peanut butter and jelly mac and cheese, which sounds like the worst idea I've ever heard of.
1: That sounds like maybe the grossest thing, as you said. I I don't understand how peanut butter... I love peanut butter. I love cheese. Uh, You know, jelly is a good companion for peanut butter, but all of that with pasta... No, thank you. I don't even think I'd try this.
0: Yeah, if any of our listeners have tried this, let us know what you thought about this because it does sound like a terrible idea, but I don't know. Maybe it tastes good. Maybe Maybe it's
1: like bacon and maple donuts.
0: Maybe it's like a lot of negatives, uh, you know, two wrongs make a right type thing. So I don't know. We'll see. All right, so let's jump into our main topic this week. So as we said, we're going to be walking through the different lands of the Magic Kingdom and Picking our favorite attraction in each land and then kind of overall favorite. And then throughout the show, we also uh, got some other Disney podcasters and YouTubers uh, to give us their picks as well. So we'll be sharing their picks uh, throughout the show. So let's start in Adventureland. So kind of starting into the park, going left, kind of your first land, and then we'll kind of work clockwise um, around the hub here. So starting in Adventureland, the attractions there are the Jungle Cruise, magic carpets of aladdin pirates of the caribbean the enchanted tiki room and the swiss family Treehouse. so angela out of those what is your favorite adventureland attraction
1: so i think i'm tempted to say the jungle cruise but i think because of consistency's sake you know jungle cruise if you're on with a bad uh crew or your captain you can't hear them very well it could the experience kind of goes up and down so i would say that for consistency's sake, Enchanted Tiki Room is always a good time. I think that it's a lot of fun. I like the musicality of it. I like being in there and thinking about how revolutionary it was at the time that it was developed because of all of the mechanical birds. Um, I believe those are like the first animatronics, right? Like I, I,
0: I, I believe so. Yeah, I think it was the first that, that Walt did.
1: Right. So I mean, I think that just historically and the fact that it still holds up, I think is also just fascinating. I love the pre-show. So that's a ride that whenever we first started going to Disney more often, I, it was never on my radar or my list. And it's one of the rides now that if I don't go, I miss it.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely with you that the Enchanted Tiki Room probably does have the best consistency. I think Pirates of the Caribbean is also with that. I'm with you. I'm not as huge a fan of the Jungle Cruise as uh, you know some other people are. It, it can vary depending on the skipper you get, or you know even kind of the other people in the boat with you, like you know their reaction if they're kind of on board or not. And I do feel... (laughs) No pun intended.
1: That's actually good.
0: That's actually a good uh, Jungle Cruise pun there. It is. You know, and some of it, it's like, again, depending on the skipper, if they're just using the standard jokes, you've kind of heard them all before. I will say, you know, for me, I think it's between Pirates of the Caribbean and the Enchanted Tiki Room. I definitely think the the Magic Kingdom version of Pirates of the Caribbean is better than Disneyland. I know that's probably... I'm in the minority on that opinion. I think... You know, the Disneyland version is is great. It's longer, but the added scenes are just kind of in a cave, and it's almost like, when are we gonna get to the story here? Type thing. But overall for me, I'm with you here. The enchanted tiki room, I think it's the most consistent. It's it again, it's something that Walt worked on. It was an original attraction. It's just a lot of fun. It's a catchy song. It's upbeat. It's memorable. You're kind of singing it the rest of the day, you know, after you go and visit it. So I'm going to go with you here, and I'm going to say the Enchanted Tiki Room is the best attraction in Adventureland.
1: And I just decided that I think I want to be Fritz one of these times for a run Disney race, just because I think that that would be great.
0: And also kind of low key. People would not necessarily know who you are. All right. Now let's hear uh, Chris and Emily from the Happiest Hour on Earth podcast picks for their favorite attractions in the
2: Magic Kingdom. Hey, Enchanted Ears, this is Chris.
3: And Emily from the Happiest Hour on Earth podcast.
2: Thank you guys so much for having us on your show. My favorite ride at Magic Kingdom is going to be Splash Mountain. You get that thrill, but you also get really great dark ride scenes. And just there's something about that ride that just makes me feel that magic that you get at a Disney park. But I am going to do an honorable mention of seven dwarves mind train it's also a little bit of a thrill and a dark ride and that ride is just amazing
3: yes and that leads me into my answer which is seven dwarves mind train as my first pick so this ride is just so fun to me and i always kind of wanted the snow white ride that we have over here in disneyland to be a little bit more exciting as seven dwarves mind train is so that's my first pick And I have an honorable mention as well to Peter Pan because I am a huge Peter Pan fan. But over here in Disneyland, our queue is sorely lacking, and so going on the Magic Kingdom version blew me away because I just absolutely loved the queue. It added so much to it. So that would be my honorable mention, but. First pick is going to be Seven
2: Dwarfs Mine Train. All right. Thank you so much for having us on your show. And hopefully we'll connect again sometime soon.
0: Bye. All right. So thanks, Chris and Emily, for your picks. I will say, I like how Emily, her her honorable mention of Peter Pan, I'm with her that the queue is great on Peter Pan. But I got to say, you have to be dedicated to have that be your favorite ride, because that attraction has a very long wait time very often. So you really have to be dedicated in order to have that one. And then you know Chris picks Splash Mountain, which kind of leads us into the next se- section of Frontierland, which includes Splash Mountain, which was you know Chris's pick, which is a great attraction. It also includes Country Bear Jamboree, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and Tom Sawyer Island. So Angela, what is your pick here for the best attraction?
1: Okay, I'm not gonna lie here. I'm not particularly passionate about any of these. Um, but if I had to pick, I would pick Splash Mountain because it is the one ride that you know there's a genuine need for Magic Kingdom gets hot 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 and if you if it's hot outside Splash Mountain is where I want to be and it's where I want to go it's inside it's slow still waiting for them to actually update it and make it Tiana I don't know when that's going to happen or if it's going to happen as we mentioned in the news earlier that they're putting some projects on hold so I would love to see that update because I think it would actually take this ride that definitely needs an update and bring it up to date and, and make it better but yeah that's definitely my pick of the bunch
0: yeah i think my only issue with splash mountain is that it is so in need of an update and yeah. that half of the animatronics don't work but
1: that <laughs> makes it kind of fun and funny because it's like spot the broken animatronic
0: well they're all of them it's very <laughs> easy to spot all of them it, it's actually a the game is better it's spot the animatronic that does work <laughs> because that that is the rarer site of finding the correctly working animatronics versus it seems like all of them are always broken. So, uh, yeah, I think for me, you're right. Splash Mountain's great. I think what limits it, one, is is kind of in the need of the update. But two, like you said, it's great on a hot day. But if it's not hot, and it sometimes does get cool, I don't want to say cold in Florida, but it sometimes <laughs> it does gets get... cold. We've it, been there when it's cold. Yeah, it, it gets cooler. You don't necessarily want to get wet at that point. You know, and so... Right you're kind of limited on how often you could ride it. Or if it's like an overcast, like rainy day, you might not want to ride it. So for me, those are kind of a couple knocks against it. So it's not going to be my top pick. For me, I'm going Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I like the roller coasters. I like the high intensity attractions. And Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is a great pick for me for that reason. It kind of, you know, checks all of those boxes. You know, it's the wildest ride in the wilderness and everything. So it's really well themed. I think that's you know, great too. It kind of takes something like a roller coaster, which you can get any park and, you know, Disney fies it does what Disney does well, it has a you know great backstory of these like ghost cars. It has, you know, great theming and everything like that. So for me, for those reasons, that's where I'm going with Big Thunder Mountain Railroad.
1: You know, a lot of people might not even be aware of that. So about the backstory of Big Th- Thunder Mountain Railroad. So if you weren't aware of that. We actually have an episode we did a while back where we did the backstories of various rides.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Go and check that out because there are a lot of attractions with some really incredible backstories that you may not know about. And actually, Crystal uh, from the Crystal Palace uh, YouTube channel, she agrees with me that Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is the best attraction. So let's hear her reasons for why that is.
4: What's up, everybody? This is Crystal from the Crystal Palace YouTube channel. My favorite ride in Magic Kingdom is Big Thunder Mountain. This is my favorite ride because of the theming and pretty much just the theming alone. Walking through the queue, the music, the mountains, it really feels like you're in the Wild West. There's nothing like hearing, if you're wearing hats or glasses, best remove them. Because this here is the wildest ride in the wilderness. It truly feels like a wild ride in the wilderness with the whips and the turns and the sounds. It's so authentic. This was also my first ever roller coaster as a kid. So it will always have a special place in my heart and always be my favorite ride in Magic Kingdom.
0: All right. Thanks, Crystal. So now moving on to Liberty Square. So this is kind of the smallest area in the park, we only have three attractions here. Uh, We have the Hall of Presidents, the Haunted Mansion, and Liberty Square Riverboat. Now for me, there's only three attractions here, but it's actually closer. I I struggled with this one. I think you would probably think I'm going to go Haunted Mansion as my kind of top pick, but I really like the Hall of Presidents as well. I think the Hall of Presidents is a great attraction. Again, it's kind of Disney at its best when it's Uh, historical, educational, and entertaining all at once. So you know, it's telling the the history of our country, the history of the presidents. You know, it mixes in, uh, you know, animatronics. It has a great movie, great story. So I think that is a really strong attraction. And I struggled with is is do I like that better than Haunted Mansion? And I had to think, and and thinking about it, I ultimately decided not to pick it you know it's it's right up there for me but ultimately i am gonna pick the haunted mansion because there is just something special about that attraction in just that it's you know it's a little bit creepy it's it's different from what Disney does and that it is a little bit darker and scarier. And that one, you know, talking about backstories, that one has an incredible backstory. I mean, people have written books uh, and things about all the secrets of the Haunted Mansion. And I think that's the other thing. Every time you ride it, there's little easter eggs and things you can pick up every time because it's it's kind of difficult to see things. So, every time you're riding through it, you're you're getting another layer to the story, which is just incredible for an attraction that is 50 years old that you can rewrite it and still kind of pick up new things on it.
1: And you always have to hold your breath that like they have to stop the ride and you get stopped at a place where you haven't been stopped before. So you get to watch a scene a little bit longer than normal. Um, I always kind of hope that that happens, particularly I hope whenever they're in the dining room scene, I always, that's like, that's the gold standard for getting stopped right there. That's always where I want to be. For me, this one's easy. Uh, Liberty Square Riverboat is definitely no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um <laughs> the Haunted Mansion's my favorite. It's one of those rides that, yeah, as you said, it has so much ride-abil- rideability, re rideability I think that the deeper you get into Disney and Disney lore, the more you appreciate the ride. You know, when we first started going again, I didn't appreciate the ride that much. I was like, Oh, okay, it's like a dark ride and whatever, but the more you know, the more you want to know.
0: I will say I think that's a good point that if you're somebody that you Casual. just casually goes to Disney, you probably aren't going to like the haunted mansion that much because it is an older attraction. I mean, it definitely still has, you know, great effects, great animatronics, but you know, it doesn't have all of the flashy, you know, it's not a trackless ride vehicle or you know, you know something crazy like that 3D screens or anything. It doesn't have all the kind of, you know, the flashy updates some of the new attractions have. But it is something that if you really take and you don't even have to take a lot of time. I mean, it's pretty easy to like find the backstory out there if you do some, you know, like light reading on the backstory and the history of it. You really do get engrossed in it so much more, and it almost it almost becomes more than an attraction. It's a ride, but it's something of like you're almost like it's a, a mystery. You're a detective, like you're trying to connect the dots and and trying to pull in the backstory that you do know and try to find other pieces and connect the things that. It engages you on a different level than something like a big Thunder Mountain Railroad where it's a roller coaster. And you're, you're going through it so fast. Sure, there's a backstory, but it doesn't really matter when you're riding the roller coaster. But you can really, because it's kind of slow, you can really get engaged in the story and it kind of just elevates it another level. You
1: know, I've been critical of Disney and just media in general in the, in the past of constantly going with what's proven and making sequels to movies. I want to see a ride sequel I want Haunted Mansion to get a ride sequel. I want more. I want them to pick a couple characters and really like draw them out. I-, I would love to have another updated version of the Haunted Mansion, like leave the one that's there, but you know use some new technology because I know they could do some really awesome things and actually create another ride because Disney does kind of creepy really well. The Tower of Terror is also you know another creepy kind of ride and it's also one of their most popular. So maybe they should kind of, maybe recognize that and make a ride sequel here.
0: That's an interesting thought of a sequel to a ride. Yeah. That of like, yeah, you have a successful ride and then you make a sequel to it. I will say, I think it's kind of what Disney's done with the Haunted Mansions throughout the world. You know, in the other parks uh, internationally, they're not all called the Haunted Mansion. Right. Um, But in Paris, for instance, it focuses on, you know, the bride it's right. kind of her specific character and builds out her backstory a little bit more. So they focus uh, you know kind of on different stories like that. So maybe it's not you know quote unquote a s- sequel, but it does kind of do what you're doing expanding upon that. But it's an interesting thought of yeah, as Disney creates these attractions of I'm surprised I haven't tried that cuz you're right in, in movies it's so much like Okay, Iron Man one did good. Let's make Iron Man two. Now Iron Man three. Like you don't see that. Now where... we
1: have the whole MCU.
0: Yeah, it's like, but but you don't see that of like, okay, Pirates of the Caribbean did well, so now let's make Pirates of the Caribbean two. Like that they don't make yeah. a sequel to the attraction. That's an interesting idea. I think it's just they kind of keep updating the attractions, but a, a true sequel uh, would be an interesting kind of thought experiment to see how that that would work. All right, so now we're going to hear James and Ash from the Disney Dependent Podcast Picks for their favorite attractions in the Magic Kingdom.
5: Well, hello, hello. This is James and producer Ash from Disney Dependent Podcast. Hi. Hi. We were asked to give our opinion on some of our favorite attractions at Magic Kingdom. We will give you a caveat that we've only been to Walt Disney World once back in February of
4: 2021.
5: Right. Uh, We had a great time. So, um, Ash, do you want to start?
4: Sure. Uh, my number one pick would be the Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> of course it is. I was filled with pure joy mm-hmm. the entire time. I wish that they still had that at our park. I always think of the, the guy
5: talking about blood. All the blood. blood. And the blood.
4: It is absurd, and I love it so much. Yep. Um, quick tip of the hat also to Carousel of Progress.
5: Also absurd.
4: What a nightmare, and I love it.
5: A lovable nightmare. It's
4: a lovable nightmare.
5: That's Producer Ash's theme. I'll go with a more conventional ride, a more Disney magic ride, if you will. And even if you won't, I'm going to pick Seven Dwarves Mind Train. Boy, it's... Well, here's the deal. It's simply too short. That's the problem. You wait for 70 darn minutes, and it's simply too short. But those short minutes that you do have on that attraction, mm, Disney magic. The, the part where you go through and you see all the, the little glowing gems just so good uh so that's my official pick and then I will give a nod to Magic Kingdom's version of Splash Mountain we all agreed that that was better than yeah. Disneyland's version which yeah, we all liked it better breaks our heart to say but it is true
4: yeah so kudos to them
5: we weren't entirely sure we we're trying to think back what specifically was better we think there's more drops but we don't want to commit to that we think that that's the case and the the general, like, animatronics and the, just the vibe seemed a little bit more updated and vibrant. And the storytelling was a lot more fun.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and then you didn't ask for this, but we wanted to give another quick nod to maybe one of our favorite attractions. Well, not maybe. It is our, one of our favorite attractions at any Disney park. And that is which one, Ashley?
4: Expedition Everest.
5: At Animal Kingdom.
4: Yep, you yep. didn't ask for it, but we just have to shout it out cuz it. we love it so much.
5: We love it so much that we made a t-shirt about that right.
4: I think we wrote it 5 times in 1 day.
5: Yeah. And I mean it's a perfect Disney attraction. It's really good. Okay, well, thanks for uh Thanks
4: for having us on Enchanted yeah. Ears.
5: We'll talk to you soon.
4: Bye.
0: I guess I'm surprised Ash picked Country Bears Jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely not one that I feel like is super popular amongst people. I think it's a good attraction. But the craziest thing they mentioned is that they... Uh, you know, it's an animal kingdom, but Exhibition Everest wrote it five times in a day, which I think is crazy because that is a pretty intense ride. I think I would die. Yeah, like... I like Expedition Everest, but I don't know that I'm riding it five times yeah. in one day. When
1: I became like age 28, like roller coasters and Expedition Everest became a lot for me. Like I black out like every time when then we start going backwards. I think I would have a massive heart attack or something going yeah i, I think That's i don't really think, think i have a headache
0: riding that five times so that kudos to them for riding Expedition Everest five times in one day but thank you for sharing your picks all right moving on into fantasy land so this is the biggest land it has the most attractions in it uh so it's gonna be hard to pick one out of this land so we have uh, dumbo the flying elephant it's a small world mad tea party mickey's philhar magic peter pan's flight prince charming's regal carousel Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which has been a, a popular uh, pick so far amongst people, The Barnstormer, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and Journey of the Little Mermaid.
1: Okay. So for me, um, I love Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. However, again, as I was mentioning, the swaying of the cars makes my stomach churn.
0: I love I, the sway. I, I try I to make them sway as much as possible.
1: Every time I ride that, it makes me sick. So like now it's like... I uh, it's a love hate relationship because I enjoy the ride. I think it's too short, but I lo- enjoy the ride.
0: Definitely too short. Definitely too um, short.
1: But it makes me a little ill, so I don't really enjoy riding it. My favorite of all these is Peter Pan's flight. Again, it, strange. Pic. Really
0: surprised. Mm-hmm. I, like I said earlier, Emily uh, mentioned that as her honorable mention. You got to be dedicated. If that is your favorite attraction, because you're waiting a long time in line for that. one.
1: Well, and again, we we usually make use of those early hours and, uh, you know, getting in early and we usually go to this pretty quickly because the the line is usually five minutes. A lot of times we've walked right on um, later in the day waiting 40 minutes for it. I don't know if I would do that, but
0: and I think that's where the queue comes in. You know, like as Emily mentioned, it has a great queue. The one in Disney World is a better queue than the one over in Disneyland. And I think Disney realized people are going to be waiting in this line a long time. So let's have a lot of interactive elements and stuff that kind of, you know, keep you busy and engaged. Like I think about the Rise of the Resistance queue, and it's all pretty like boring and mundane it's just all rock work like i don't know that i'd want to stand in line there for three hours because no you're not you're gonna feel like you're waiting in line for three hours because there's not much to do whereas at least you had peter pan if you're in there 45 minutes you could keep yourself busy that it's probably not gonna feel like it's 45 minutes
1: right so but peter pan's flight is fun just that you know and i've i've come out against this ride in the past but since you've run a a 180 on this i really have um but I, I appreciate the miniatures. I appreciate that you're flying above it. I think that this is one of those rides, if they would build it now, it would be, you know, not historical. But they could do so well with it. Um, I think over in Disneyland, I feel like it was a little better over there. I felt like the illusion was a little more executed as far as, like, the room was darker. It looked more like you were flying above a city. Um, but still, I think that this is my favorite, even more so than It's a Small World. But I do like it's a small world over in Disneyland. So, I that's a lot closer for me if we're talking about in Disneyland than in Disney
0: World. Yeah, so you you make a lot of good arguments for Peter Pan's flight. You sound a lot like me enjoying the miniatures. <laughs> yeah. And that sort of stuff and and it is an interesting ride vehicle of how you're, you know, flying over. It was a, you know, pretty smart idea to kind of use that um, to build this attraction. And also I i shouldn't admit this but for a person who's
1: never seen peter pan for that to be one of my favorite rides that's a good ride if i I don't even have that real context but you can get the whole story you know the story yeah Peter Pan's a pretty. it's
0: been done and redone so many times even if you haven't seen the original movie you know what peter pan's all about right for me though that is not my favorite attraction in fantasy land you know i I was torn do i go many adventures to winnie the pooh that's a fun one do i go dumbo the flying elephant um,
1: no. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't even think you'd fit in that ride
0: car. No, definitely. <laughs> definitely not those. Now, if it was Pooh's Honey Hunt. Yes. That's the winner. Well, I but, like
1: the Winnie the Pooh ride because it reminds yes, me of Pooh's Honey yes, Hunt. Yes,
0: it does. It does. Yeah. For me, I'm with you though. Uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's a great attraction. I like having it. If it was gone, would I be sad? No, probably not. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great roller coaster, but you're right. It, it's very short, you know, kind of the speed and the excitement of it is, is very brief. I, I do like the swaying cars. I think that's an interesting kind of thing to take. But if I they, I like them too.
1: But I don't like what they
0: do to my stomach. Yeah. But if they got rid of that, or if that was never built, I don't think Fantasylands any lesser for it. I think they could have put they could have put Pooh's Honey Hunt in there, and I think it probably would have been better. Oh yeah. Better use of that space. So for me, I'm going. It's a small world, and again, it's it's a classic attraction. I'm with you. I do like some of you know, in Disneyland or in Tokyo Disneyland where they have uh, actual like Disney characters in there, I think adds to it. But I will say overall, even while Disneyland does have some characters in it, the one in Walt Disney World is a much higher quality yes, attraction. Right. The water line goes right up to it. It you can tell in
1: Disneyland, yeah. Disneyland,
0: like it's an older attraction. So
1: And the suns don't really change in every room. They're not as as elaborate as they are in Disney World.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so it's definitely kind of overall experience is better. Uh, in Disney World, and I'm not somebody that gets like annoyed by the repetitiveness of the song. Yeah. I like what it stands for, the yeah. togetherness, the messaging. Again, it's kind of what Disney does well, mm-hmm. and it's it's a classic attraction. It stands for something different. It's a deeper meaning. Uh, it's beautifully done. I mean, just the load and unload area of it with the clock and everything, and yeah. and the multicolors is just absolutely beautiful. So for me, I'm going. It's a Small World in Fantasyland.
1: You make a good argument.
0: But before we finish up with Tomorrowland, uh, we do have one more other pick to hear from. And this is from Josh from the
2: Modern Mouse YouTube and podcast. Let's hear Josh's pick. Hi, I'm Josh Taylor from Modern Mouse. As somebody who frequents Disneyland, since I don't live too far from it, when I visit Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, I typically look for experiences I can't have at Disneyland. That's why my favorite attraction at the Magic Kingdom is Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. If you know me or what I do on YouTube or on my podcast, you know that I love history, and I love having conversations about the changing world. Not only does the Carousel of Progress have a ton of history with Imagineering, Walt Disney, and the 1964 New York World's Fair, but it's a show about how we've progressed as a society thanks to new inventions. Sure, it could use a bit of sprucing up, and probably a new scene or two, but the show still inspires me, and it fills me with hope every time I see it. It's a show that gives me a chance to recognize where we came from, and how not that long ago we were inviting a guy over into our house to put a giant ice cube in a box so that our cheese wouldn't rot overnight. It's a show that continues to tell us all to keep moving forward. All right. So Josh picked
0: the Carousel of Progress, which is one of the attractions in Tomorrowland. And I got to say, he makes a lot of great cases for why the Carousel of Progress is a great attraction around the history and how it inspires us to be better he almost makes me want to pick it. It almost makes me want to change my pick a little bit, but I, I, I ultimately did, did not pick it. But so in Tomorrowland, we have Carousel of Progress. There's also the Astro Orbiter, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, Space Mountain, Tomorrowland Speedway, and the People Mover. So like I said, I was kind of torn. I was... I kind of wanted to pick Carousel of Progress and then you know, listening to Josh's argument really made me want to pick Carousel of Progress because for all the reasons he mentioned, I kind of completely agree with and I think it is a great attraction and I'm really glad that we have it uh, still, that they still have it in Walt Disney World. But I think overall, as much as I think I'd be upset if Carousel of Progress left, I think I could get over it eventually and so that's kind of in my mind when i can only pick one you know you kind of have to think of like okay if i'm picking this one if all the other ones went away would i be okay i think ultimately i I would be okay if carousel progress went away but space mountain i cannot lose now maybe once tron comes in i'll be like space mountain who and then i you know i won't i won't care about space mountain anymore but for me space mountain is great again it's taking you know something that you're familiar with a roller coaster a roller coaster like attraction, as they say. In <laughs> it's the a wild on- mouse, basically. Yeah. And and elevating it and changing it to something else. You know, the fact that it is in Almost complete darkness makes the ride feel like it's going so much faster than the like 25 miles an hour they say you're yeah, going. Yeah. You know, the the soundtrack and the music is great. And now you can argue does Disney World or or Disneyland have the better one? But again, we're talking just Magic Kingdom at Disney World here today, and I think it's a great attraction. It's it's obviously much better than like the Tomorrowland Speedway. Or, you know, you know, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin is fun, but it's still better than that. It's better than the People Mover. So for me, it was really between Space Mountain and Carousel of Progress. But I'm gonna give the edge to Space Mountain because again, I'm gonna naturally gravitate towards the more thrilling attraction. As much as I love carousel of progress, I'm gonna go with Space Mountain here.
1: Well, I think that this depends on why you're in Disney, what you pick. So, if you are in Disney just to be there and enjoy, then Space Mountain is your pick um, for all the reasons you said. But if you're there for a run Disney event,
2: okay,
1: I, all right, yeah, if you, you're there split, for okay, a run that Disney does event,
0: we, a lot of these change, I think.
1: Yes, yes. Then the best rides are, in fact, the People Mover and the Carousel of Progress. You want the rides that you can just lay back, rest your legs, and maybe even catch a few minutes of shut eye and escape from the heat.
0: All right, I will say Carousel of Progress, probably best. We're gonna take a little detour here. If you're okay, run Disney <laughs> event. What are the best attractions? I think it's a small world stays because, again, that's kind of a slow moving boat ride. Yes. You can get on it quickly, Ooh. it's a long time.
1: Wait, how long is Mickey's Philhar Magic? I
0: don't really, I feel like. Oh, that's, that's another good one, too. Maybe yeah. Mickey's Philhar Magic is better because it's comfortable seating. All right. Scratch that. It's a small world yep. out. You want to sit in a nice theater, comfortable seating. Mickey's Mickey's Philhar Magic. I think Haunted Mansion is still a good pick because it's in darkness. True. It's pretty comfortable. It's a long ride. It's in darkness. You know, Hall of Presidents, I think, is great because it's in a theater. But the movie could maybe keep you awake if you're trying to get a few minutes of shut-eye. I think Haunted Mansion is great. But Drew Wright, Carousel of Progress is number one because that's a 20-minute ride in a theater Inside, in comfortable seating, you right. can get a 15 to 20-minute nap in, power nap, Right in Carousel of Progress, and, and you are absolutely ready to go. And
1: I think the worst attraction would be the Swiss Family Treehouse, because you don't want to move, go upstairs, do anything. That or Tom
0: Sawyer's Island.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be walking around for the most part. I mean, you're going to walk from attraction to attraction, and that's enough. So I think that, yeah, Carousel of Progress and People Mover... One and two, very close together. People mover, I think, is is good because a lot of times when I'm there for a run Disney event, I'm not necessarily like super exhausted. It's just physically, I don't want to move. So people mover is fun because you could just kind of people watch while you're on the people mover, and it's slow and it takes That's forever. True. But you're
0: not picking those as your number one. You're saying Space Mountain though. Yes, yeah, okay, Mountain. Space Mountain. All right, <laughs> but you're right though. Carousel of Progress definitely number one if you're if you're tired.
1: That's a ride too that I almost wonder like I want to get a badge whenever we go do run Disney events that says please let me stay on this ride because then you don't even have to get up that's like you could get 45 minutes yeah like
0: why let me know once I've gone through three times I just need I need an hour break here right exactly that's also a good one you know if you're trying to hide from your family for a little bit (laughs) just go I'm hiding from my family let me spin around a few times all right
1: (laughs) I hope you're not
0: hey I'm not saying whether you are or not I'm just saying If you need to, you didn't hear from me. All right. Now, overall favorite. So we kind of named our favorite in each individual land. But overall, if you're pitting all of these against each other in the Magic Kingdom, which attraction are you gonna pick as your number one favorite?
1: I wanna say Space Mountain because I love Space Mountain and it's a high, you know, it that's one of the few like roller coasters as I've gotten older that doesn't really seem to make me sick. But actually, I think that for consistency's sake, if I don't ride Space Mountain, we've gone to Disney before and not ridden it in one of our trips, that doesn't really disappoint me a whole lot. But if I don't ride the Haunted Mansion, I think that I'm a little bit more disappointed. I like the darkness of it. I like that it is just, you know, a quirky ride. And I like that it's not really on brand for me. I'm not really a Person that enjoys things that are creepy so much, but I just think it's fun, and it's it's a cool mixture of funny and scary, and you know, it's a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So I think that I appreciate that one the most.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you on there with the Haunted Mansion. There is, like you said, something about it that it it does kind of pull you to it. Like it's almost for everything it's, we've said, it's almost spectral how it pulls <laughs> yes, you to it. Yeah, for everything we've said. <laughs> of why it's a great attraction and why we love it, I think counts. But then there's also these like intangibles that you just can't kind of put like words to of, of why you love it. And just kind of what draws you to it. But I'm with you. I I feel like if we went to the magic kingdom and we didn't ride haunted mansion, there would be a, a part of me that feels like I missed something, Yeah. you know, whereas if we went and we rode haunted mansion. Yeah. If we didn't get to ride, big thunder mountain railroad or we didn't get to ride space mountain you're going to be somewhat disappointed but at the end of the day i think you're going to get over it and i think maybe it's because they're like roller coasters because while they are themed and they are different that's kind of their base level they are like something you can get at other amusement parks and you could get roller coasters at universal or you know six flags amusement parks things like that whereas yeah haunted mansion is something you're not going to get anywhere else and same with like it's a small world or pirates of the caribbean and i think you know when we go we typically ride all of those i mean those are the ones we really gravitate to early and we try to make sure we get it's a small world jungle cruise pirates of the caribbean tiki room haunted mansion we try to make sure we get those in first because those seem to be like the key ones and i think it's because those are things you can't really get elsewhere at kind of their you know most basic level other parks don't have things like that
1: you kind of feel like you're part of history when you're in those rides too you know they're old they're pretty you know original to I'll the park for the most let's pa- say classic yeah, vintage. They're cla- vintage. yeah they're vintage okay yeah <laughs> um you know they were either there for parks opening or very short after parks opening and so there's a part that's like so timeless about them and the fact that they hold up as well as they do is impressive and more so more impressive than some of the newer rides that are really exciting and also i mean there is a certain like optimism also in haunted mansion i was just thinking of and maybe that's why i enjoy it because It is like you're in this very dark ride where there's, like, death and stuff all around. But they're not just dead. Like, they're out partying and having a good time. And so it's almost like there's a part of it that's almost anti-creepy because it's like, oh, you know, there is life after death. And it kind of can – I don't know. It just takes a really heavy subject and and, and makes light
0: of it. Definitely. I I think I agree. I think you made uh, great points. And I think we could probably talk another, like, hour about the Haunted Mansion and and why it's so great. So (laughs) – want to thank all the disney podcasters and youtubers that share their picks with us we will put links to their podcast or their youtube channel in the show notes so if you want to check them out be sure to go check out the description uh, and support them as well we'd also love to hear what our listeners picks are for their favorite attractions at the magic kingdom uh, head over to our facebook page we're enchanted years over on facebook and let us know over there we'd love to hear your picks i want to thank everybody again for listening this week if you've not done so. Please leave us a rating or a review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps, and we really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for letting us your ears. Have a
0: great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday.
1: Bye-bye.